Hello, adventurer. Come and have a seat at our table as we welcome you to another episode of Discussions and Dragons, the podcast where my brother and I take an in-depth look at the world of 5e and all things Dungeons and Dragons. Opening and closing music credit to Will Savino at patreon.com slash musicd20. I'm Britton. And I'm Jaren. And this week, we're discussing rules disagreements at the table and how players and DMs like them to be handled. Now, I think it's pretty fairly obvious that when you have five or six people all playing the same game, we will collectively have a cohesive interpretation of the rules as written. However, when we get into like some funkier things or some like maybe not completely written rules or, or situations where you are trying to do a weird thing with a spell uh, that's not specifically for its intended use, I think that we can definitely have some disagreements at the table or clarification that is needed from the DM. Now, I, I want to ask you, because I've played with you for a while now, have you had rules disagreements as a player with your DMs? As a player, n not not so much, but you know, this is a game where we are, you know, there are there are rules as written that are very easy to interpret. You know, it, something does this much damage, or you get to use this feature x number of times per day. Where it's very cut and dry, it's very clear. There are certain mechanics uh, otherwise where it's not quite so clear as to exactly how it applies. Uh, maybe it's something that applies in a certain situation, and you think that this is the situation it's in, and the DM goes, nope, actually, that's not what's going on right now. And then there are just the fact that, you know, this is a, a pretend game where we're trying to come up with mechanics to apply to, to quote-unquote real-world situations, and it's just impossible to cover every possibility. So it's inevitably that we're going to have disagreements on how the ruling should go. I've been pretty fortunate that, as a player, I've not really run into it that much. Um, if at all, not to my recollection. And even as a DM, it's not come up that much. There have definitely been some times, but I think uh, the group that I have run uh, a couple times now, there's a good amount of trust, and we all recognize that we're here to have fun to collectively and to tell a story, and I think we're all pretty respectful of each other's time uh, in regards to disagreements. Maybe I'll, I'll rephrase since you haven't really had that much experience with, uh, as a player, having disagreements with your DM. I know that in our game, we've definitely had some instances where I believe a rule is a certain way, or maybe even a player doesn't agree. Um, and we've kind of had a back and forth of like, are you sure it does that? Um, and, I, and I think that's just due to a lot of us that when we've, we're experienced players playing with other experienced players. We we feel like we are right. We do so much research with our characters and time spent playing other characters and our own characters that our convictions in the rules and our interpretations of them, we feel very strongly and personally in what we believe is correct. And I think that as... As a DM being presented a problem or someone questioning your decision, how how do you like that to be handled? Yeah, you know, I think um, for me, they kind of fall into a couple different categories. You know, if it's something minor, um, you know, I think it's fine to bring up at the table. Uh, if you want to just clarify with a DM at the table, hey, are you sure of that? Because, you know, based on the wording, it looks like this. And then ultimately, you just kind of have to defer to the DM. 
um, something bigger, you know, if it still persists after that, if, if you know, for example, you are really excited about uh, something that your cleric could do, and you are really hyped to use it in, in combat in the middle of a really tense situation, and you finally try to pull it off, and the DM goes, actually, that's not how that works, and it kind of feels deflating uh, and almost personal, because you're excited. It's the character you put a lot of thought into, and you're excited to do that thing, and now it doesn't work that way, you know? That's something to talk about outside of the game. You know, uh, and ultimately, you know, defer to the DM, I think, still. Uh, if you're going to uh, do that and have that outside of the game discussion, I would definitely be prepared to come with, you know, cite your sources, basically. Hey, in Tasha's, this is kind of what it says. I've checked out online. A lot of people think that this is how you're supposed to interpret it. What do you think, DM? And, you know, so I think that's the way to go. A further understanding that, you know, we're, we're trying to collectively have a have a good time here and you know those moments suck if you if you have to come to the realization that the thing that you were excited about isn't actually how it works that's not fun but we have to at some point come to an agreement on how something's going to work and i think specifically that case that's something to talk about outside of the game in game sure if you want to bring up something small just double check really quick and ultimately defer to the dm who's trying to keep the game going now when you say uh, minor versus major, like, discrepancies, what would you consider minor versus what would you consider major? Well, I think something minor would be like, you know, hey, DM, I, I thought that I was close enough to do that because I specified I wanted to get over here last turn. And if the DM's like, well, you know, based on the terrain, you know, you had, uh, it was difficult terrain because there's, you know, high grasses that you're trying to get through. So you actually, you only had 15 feet versus 30 feet. That's something that, something minor. Um, that's not really like a big deal. Probably something you can bring up, especially if you're like wanting to do a thing on that turn. Um, something major would be like a you know a, a specific class feature that you're excited to do. Hey, I wanted to heal everybody for two d six points of healing, or what? I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. Um, and the DM goes, "That's not something that your class can do," or "It's only one d six," or "You you have already used that once, and you don't you only get it once per day," or whatever it is. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Now, I think, you know, you had touched on it, and I definitely want to touch on it. I think when it comes to players and DMs having disagreements, I do think that, uh, and this is purely as a player, not coming from, like, any experience as a DM, because I've, I've DM'd, like, one or two one-shots, um, and that was enough for me to know that I, I am not a DM, and I am not a fan of doing it. It's almost too much creative control. Now, I do think that both parties can be wrong um, and should be prepared to be wrong when it comes to rules disagreements. Um, ultimately, I understand uh, that from a DM's perspective, it is kind of like their world that they're running, their game that they're running, but their game would not exist without players. And players without a DM is just murder hobos looking for a story. So collaboratively, I think both parties should be able to be able to be wrong and be okay with being wrong and moving on. Because I think we have a tendency as, as humans, as adults, especially for people who are really into D&D as a hobby, as a passion, as something they spend their time and their money and resources on, I think we tend to get a little 
and I hate to say this, but precious about our characters and about our rules and our homebrew and things like that where we've created a specific thing or we have spent so much time focusing on a story, a campaign, a character. I think that our egos get a little bit inflated and our sense of self gets a little kind of out of whack because I know for me, I have felt like it's been a personal slight if a player or a DM calls me out on a on a feature that I used and I used incorrectly, or I thought something was going to be the case and it was not. Sometimes to me, it feels like a personal slight. And that's just because I've spent so much time and it feels like anyone calling that out may be calling out my intelligence or my, my ability to understand a, a character. When in reality, D&D has so much knowledge and so many rules and so many if this, then this, this, that, and the other thing that there's no way for everyone to know everything. Yeah, absolutely. And those so, moments suck, right? It's it's not fun to get excited about a thing and then find out that that's not how it works. Right, exactly. Um, and I mean, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now, but I think I mean, we've, we've had plenty of instances in our Sunday game that I would say two of our players, uh, myself included, can be a little bit of know-it-alls. Uh, when it comes to rules. And we want to be the first ones to jump in and chime in when uh, two of our other players that may not have as much um, either experience or investment in the rules and the knowing of the rules, when they have questions, I feel like me and this other person are, are the first ones to try to chime in and jump in and help them. I don't know if it is because of, look at me, I'm the player that knows a lot, or if it's just a genuine sense of, I want to help my friends out. Probably a little bit of both. But it, 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 it feels good to be the source of knowledge, you know? It feels good to be, I, I, look at me and how much I know. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's there's been times where I've wanted so badly to answer, but I've like held my tongue or put my mic on mute because I I want you to have that opportunity as a DM because I, I know... That from the times that I've DM'd, you know, even those one shots, uh, I DM'd my own DM, and he was very, he is very knowledgeable, and he was there to be the first person to assist other people, and it, it kind of felt like I, like no one was asking me as if I didn't know, so I've been trying to like make sure that I'm on top of that. I set my own ego aside, and even if I know. I want to give you the opportunity because you're the DM. You are the storyteller, the narrator. So you you are the source of all of our questions of the countless number of times we're in the middle of combat, a scenario, an encounter where we say, oh, uh, I have a DM question. Right, right. And, you know, on that, I, it's, I do appreciate our, our group because I, I feel like there's a good collective trust in we all kind of take ownership of the things that we are responsible for, um, understanding that we all have a lot on our plate, and especially me running the game, there's a lot of things that I'm trying to keep track of. NPCs, uh, what voice did I use for that NPC? Bigger world narrative stuff. Um, so trying to have intimate knowledge of every mechanic that's ever come up in 5e, it's a big challenge, and it's not something that I'm ever going to be <laughs> good at. Uh, there's way too many things to know. So I appreciate, you know, when you guys as as players take ownership of your character and go, I know intimately 
everything about how my mechanics work. So if it ever comes up, I can be like, nope, this is in the book. This is what it says. You know, understanding that there might be discrepancies, there might be the you know, I as a DM might interpret it differently. And then I think it is also good to recognize, you know, when these discrepancies come up, when these differences come up, it can be just a a we read something wrong, you know, the the way that the text is is not what I thought it was. It, or it could be you and I are interpreting it in different ways. Or it very well could be, you know, I recognize that's how it's written. I would like to rule it in a different way for a specific reason, you know, and that specific reason could be like, you know, I don't want to reveal narratively why that is because it's going to come up in the end game. I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why something could be ruled one way or another. And, you know, I think it's important to recognize that, um, you know, I, I'm not trying to take away someone's fun. I'm, I'm trying to just make a, a collectively fun game, you know, and ultimately, like, I kind of realize what we're talking about here when we're trying to give our insight on how to navigate differences in the middle of a pretend D&D game is we're talking about bigger picture, uh, how to have good communication in a relationship, right? How do you how do you bring up yeah. when there's conflict in a relationship? And yeah. um, I think uh, we, we started talking about it earlier, but I think the good way to do it is to come unemotionally and, and not take it as a personal attack. And especially when you're presenting the things that you differ on, not present it in an attack like, hey, why won't you DM let me do this thing this way? But instead, hey, based on the rules, based on what it says here, this is what the ruling says. What do you think? You know, and you can you can you yeah. can point to things in the book and point at uh, you know factual things. Uh, this is what the book says. This is I have all these things on the internet that say that this is the way that it's supposed to go. What do you think? And then you have a, a conversation and a dialogue rather than a personal attack. Right. I I think um, in especially moments of combat players can get very emotionally heated because it's nerve-wracking, especially when you are trying to throw the Hail Mary. You're at three health. You're trying to do this thing that's going to potentially save your party. And, you know, the DM does something that maybe you don't agree with. And potentially, instead of saying, like, that's not how that works, or it doesn't work like that, asking, I have a question about how that works. I'm a little confused. Um, taking ownership of your own upset feelings, um, even saying like, I, "I'm really confused and frustrated because I, I don't think that I know how this works." Regardless of who is saying it, I think that is just genuinely a good way to approach having a rules disagreement. Is taking ownership of your confusion or your misinterpretation, rather than projecting it onto the player or the DM saying, you don't know how that works, or you don't know what you're doing. I think a lot of people are more receptive to explaining rationale rather than trying to proving why something does or does not work that way. Yeah. If you can ask someone's, uh, their, their explanation or their, their rationale of why they decided to do that, they are much more receptive to explaining that versus saying, well, yes, it does, because it's my game and I want it to run that way. 
Yeah, and, and, of, and of course, no one actually like says you know those sorts of things in the middle of a game. We're all pretty respectful adults for the most part, from what I've experienced. But that's how it can feel sometimes, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 been online and I've been going to different uh, forums and, and accounts. Uh, I love I love looking at D and D horror stories of you know people with very toxic players or DMs. Um, I like reading those stories because I want to learn to never be like that. So learning what not to do, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, like like you said, we are all adults. We're all trying to respect each other's um, imagination and passion and time and creativity. And I think taking just minor adjustments like this or I feel like every time we have a conversation about, you know, hurt feelings or disagreements or confusion or, or how to handle what this, that, and the other thing... I feel like always it could just be solved with a session zero. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> we talked about session zero last season, but I think that like just again, this is another episode of what could be covered in a session zero. Yeah, and uh, definitely like in in our session zero, we talk about um, you know all of our safety tools, right? And one of those is uh, you know they call it the X card or the let's pause for a second. And if you know you're playing and there's a there, it, it comes to a point where you just cannot come to some agreement on a ruling, I don't recommend like straight up pausing the game to go and look at the specific ruling in the, in, in a text because that's really, you know, combat's already kind of a slog and that just brings it down even further. But, you know, if there's just no resolution to be had, uh, you know, and the DM is not wanting to just make a ruling and move on, you can just say, hey, let's just take a timeout and, you know, I feel like things are getting heated. Let's just take a pause and just take a second and talk about it. You know, we're, we're ultimately trying to have fun and it's not worth damaging relationships and hurting feelings over this game. You know, we're, we're humans at the end of the day. Uh, to kind of bring it around, I think a good example of a group doing this well, I just keep coming back to the show that I love a lot, uh, Look at the Cast of Critical Role. I think this has probably been more so now that they are much, much bigger than they were at the early days uh, and they, you know, have a monetized product to continue on and have it look professional but uh watching watching them run the game watching them play i recognize uh certainly times where the cast the players don't always agree with the way that the dm is ruling something and you could tell you know there might be some visual cues where they don't agree or they might pop you know chime in and say something uh but ultimately they recognize that this is a game that we're trying to have fun and they are one player out of many and uh let's not forget that the dm is a player at the table too and your player fun shouldn't interfere with the DM's fun, right? Um, they're really good about respecting the way that Matt wants to run, wants to rule things. And if there's a disagreement, they, you know, they'll, they'll chime in and say, hey, I thought it was like this. And whatever Matt wants to rule, that's what they let happen because they're trying to keep the game moving. And I, I probably certainly like now that they're, like I said, much bigger and have a responsibility of keeping this thing going, they, they recognize, hey, we can't pause a middle of a four hour live stream to simply go and like check the book. We have to keep this thing going and we're trying to tell a story at the end of the day and I'll have fun here. So nothing but love for Critical Role and I'll, I I watch them with a different set of eyes now having run the game for a couple years now. Even in that, my the way that I watch it from perspective of a DM has evolved over time. Um, so I'm, I'm able to notice those small moments where if you're not paying attention, it might not seem like there's some unspoken conflict. You might not, you might even miss it, but I can tell, and you just know that they recognize they got a game to play. They're trying to keep this thing moving, 
And if there is any bigger disagreement, they probably talk about it outside of the game. Yeah. I, I would I 100% agree. Um, I think that they have, uh, at least how it appears, you know, obviously they are, like you said, are they have a product that they are moving, they have a story that they are continuing, and it is something that has grown and changed in the last, now onto their third campaign. I think that what we could take as either a lesson or, or maybe a, an example is that it never feels like any of their egos are being hurt or any of their judgments in, in terms of like intelligence or things like that are being questioned because they just accept it and move on because it's not a personal slight. No one's trying to make anyone not have fun. They're just trying to create consistency. And I think, I guess my ending note is as, as a player, whenever I have rules disagreements, it's because I want to make sure that there's consistency so that things can be ruled the same in the future, so that I know the boundaries, I know what works and what doesn't, so that I don't continue to make the same mistakes. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. You know, you want to have consistent rules so that you can rely on them in the future. So maybe that's something also to talk about outside of the game. If your DM in the moment rules it a certain way and you want to chat with them afterwards and say, him or her or they, uh, and say, you know, that's... If you remember, like, six sessions ago, you ruled it in a different way. I just want to know for the future going forward, what's going to be the consistent ruling here? Yeah, in, in, in summary, like, have good communication, and if you need to discuss stuff outside of the game, uh, I think that's the place to do it, rather than in the moment, in, in the middle of the game. And keep in mind, we're all trying to have fun, and no one person's fun uh, should get in the way of another person's, including the DMs. Yeah. When it comes to rules disagreements, the three C's, communication, consistency, camaraderie. We're all trying to have fun. I like that. I like that as a good ending. All right. Well, that is our show this week. Thank you guys so much for stopping by. If you like this episode, please check out our future episodes, which are released every other Friday at 12 p.m. Central. Next episode, we'll be talking about minor fringe rules, such as sleeping in armor and currency encumbrance and their place at the table. This has been Discussions and Dragons. I'm Britton. And I'm Jaren. See you next time. <laughs>